This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I can see our next guest thinking, mm, should I really have come on this show? Uh, and that is uh, Billy Grant from the Besotted Pod uh, to talk Brentford. Evening, Billy. Evening, how you doing? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. I'm very well. What's Brentford's identity? If, if we were to ask you that question in the same way, what's Watford's identity, what would you say? Um, I mean, we've got, obviously, our identity is what I'd say is that we... The football that we play, I think, is very, very important. Okay, so we play a particular style of football. We uh, we, we, we we pass the ball out from the back, and we, you know, from from where the club has formed from 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 ages ago, from from Matthew Benham took them on board. Basically, the whole idea is that we started. To, he wanted to change the style of football that we're playing, so we wanted to play, you know, good football, passing football. Um, but also the same thing about the identity of Brentford. Because you're talk- are you talking about the playing style or are you talking about the club in itself? The, the, because- the, cl- the club as a whole, really, because I think it's all linked, isn't it? I think it is all linked. I mean, the thing about it is, as everyone knows, it's we're a small club, so we can't do like Man City do. We can't do like, you know, Man United do. So we've got to do things differently, OK? So to get to where we've gone now, we've had to think slightly differently, think very differently. So the players that we end up buying, you know, we have to go out and buy these rough diamonds, as you call them. Our owner, he uses stats a lot, but also we still got a, a proper scouting system where he goes out and finds these players. We bring these players in, we polish them up a bit. We get them, you know, we get them better and they can either help us to go to another level or we'll end up selling them on. And we as fans, it's been difficult for us because we know that we've got to sell these players on. Um, and as fans, we get, we get gutted about that, but we know that's part of our identity and what our club's about because the way that our system is and the way that the owner is and the, 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 the sporting directors and the directors of football and everyone, they know that. We need to kind of turn over these players, bring them up, sell them, bring them more so it gets us better and better. And Initially, when we started to do this, I mean, I think Andre Gray was one of the first players that we bought within this system, 500 grand from Luton as a non-league team. And we mm. had him for a year, he scored 18 goals. We're like, yes, Andre Gray, fantastic. And then we're like, we, we had to sell him because we yeah. actually, we did. And we were, we were, as fans, we were, we were gutted. We were absolutely gutted because this was like, oh my God, this guy's come from non-league, got the championship, almost got us to the Premier League, and now you're selling him. But, but the directors of football, they said, don't worry, we'll get some better. And we thought, as football fans, you go, nah, there's no way that's going to happen. There's no way that's going to happen. But every time they've got another player that's better, we've got Scott Hogan. He scored, what, 30-odd goals in, you know, 20 games or something like that. And then we sold him again. Then we got, you know, Lasse Vibe. And then he did the same thing. Then we got, I think it was, was it Neil Malpay after that. 
Then we got, you know, and then we got Ollie Watkins, and it just keeps on going on again and again. And we've got other players. So the thing is, I think the, the, the DNA of Brentford is that we are we are different. We know that we're different. You know, the fans are different. The the team, the way that we set ourselves up is different. And we don't try and be like anybody else. We can't be like Man United. We can't be like so Arsenal. We just are you, have to, yeah. Are you what are you watching this start to the Premier League season and and on the one hand thinking this is absolutely amazing. Twelve points after seven games, seventh in the league, and then on the other hand thinking Oh blimey, we're gonna lose two or three <laughs> we're gonna lose two or three of this lot in the summer. It's funny you should say that because yes, I mean obviously I'm, I'm, I mean the, the, the first game of the season us beating Arsenal. I mean that was just like a for me. I wanted Arsenal as our first game at home because we haven't played Arsenal at home ever, as far as I'm concerned. So for them to come to our stadium, new stadium, full stadium, that was supposed to be brilliant. Now for us to have beaten them, it was just like joy, you know. And if we'd lost the other 37 games. I think I probably would have been quite happy to be quite honest with you. But it's carried on, it's carried on and it's carried on and it's carried on. And like I said to you, we, I mean, do the Besotted podcast, prideofwest.london, if you check it out. We've got lots of great stuff on there. We were chatting the other day and we were thinking, we were, we had, and on last week's podcast, we were going, will Ivan Tony get an England call-up? And Laney was with, he's going, yeah, I think he should get a call-up this little session here. You know, I go to a lot of England games, I was going, oh, I don't want him to get a call-up yet because I don't want him to have the pressure of having an Eng- being an England player now when we still need to find his feet, you know. No, no, not yet. I said, yeah. maybe next next month, San Marino. I think I'll have some of that, you know. So we've got this thing, but, but on the... <laughs> I thought I had energy. You are absolutely brilliant. <laughs> so listen, but the thing is, right, the killer, the killer thing is that then, we, then after the West Ham game, when we beat them on, on Sunday, we thought, oh, Ivan Tony, England. And we thought, oh, but the problem is, he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna leave us. You know, if you go to England, you know, that's, mm. and that's the problem that you have. All of a sudden is that, you know, somebody's going to be looking at him as soon as you've got that England call, you know, they might, they might have the tendency to actually move on. So, as fans, you want them to do really well, but you're also really worried that they're going to leave and then you have to just go through the whole thing again. But, you know, it's a good thing in a way because, like I said to you, we were never, we were never meant to be here. You know, as Brentford, you know, everyone laughed at us saying, you know, you, you, know, you, you had the wrong managers. You know, you, you haven't had a manager of championship experience before. You had no players with championship experience. You never, you never get anywhere in the championship. Then we survived, what, seven years or whatever it was. And then we got out of the championship and they said, you, you're never going to do it in the Premier League. At the end of the day, it almost doesn't matter for us because if we don't, no one expected us to do it. Yeah. But we're, we're obviously upsetting a few people at the moment now um, and we're having a lot of fun. I well, I don't, think, I don't think you're upsetting anybody. Everybody seems to love having you at the moment. Uh, Micah, are you coming in? No, uh, it's just... Oh, OK, right. Yeah, Chris, no, I, no, I, I was, yes, I was oh, coming right. in. Right. I was coming in. Okay. But, so so how, how how is it going to be now? So you're in the Premier League. You're doing yeah. well. You talked about... I'm good friends with, with Scott Hogan, so I've been watching Brentford for for a long time. So I, I knew <laughs> how, 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 you, how you've done... Were you I, telling I people at Fiorentina how much you loved Brentford? <laughs> 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 That's what we like but, to hear, international. Exactly. So, so how does it work now with a transfer policy? Obviously, you don't need to sell the players in what you need to... in, in the championship and, and the leagues below. Well, you say you don't have to. I mean, I think it's, I think it's a balance up. So um, I say that we sold the players all the time, but what's happened is I think you know it's like with cards. You know, you stick or twist. So what's happened is that Brentford, if we're having a season 
and it looked like that we weren't going to go anywhere. They'll sell the player on, bring another player, bring, you know, we'll sell Ellie Wat- Ollie Watkins, what, 28 million, and we'll buy about another seven players for that and still have changed. You know, so what you're doing is that you're strengthening your squad every single time. But then when it came to a particular season, so that, that one season when we could have sold Watkins, we could have sold Ben Rama, and I think there's another player we could have sold in one season. But Brentford said, our squad's looking quite good now. I think we're going to go up. So they spoke to Watkins. They spoke to Ben Rama. All them lot said, we want to keep you this season. We're not going to sell you. They're like, cool. But they said, but at the end of the season, if we don't go up, we'll sell you. So that season, we kept them probably for an extra season that we didn't do. So that was, you know, and that was great. We didn't go up that season. We sold Wally Watkins. We sold Ben Rama. We bought an Ivan Tony, And we went up from that. But Ivan Tony, we said, when we're going to go up, we're going to stick with you. So we stuck with us with a season which is really great. We don't, in principle, have to, but at the end of the day, it makes it difficult because if somebody comes in for Ivan Tony and says, right, here's 80 million, you know what's going to happen, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm being facetious here, but you understand what I'm saying, so you're weighing it up. But I think the question is, and I'm, I'm saying this with all due respect as well, Ivan Tony in the situation now, if, say, for example, Newcastle said, we want you to come to Newcastle, I know everyone thinks about your only Brentford, would Ivan Tony say, well, will I go, I'm going to go to Newcastle, I'm going to stay where I am, where I know the manager, I know the system, I know the setup. I really like it here, it's really good. If I'm going to make the move, I'll make the move at the right time, do you understand? So I think we're in that situation now where as long as we're doing what we're doing now, all right, I think the players are happy. And if the move's going to happen, I think it'll, it'll move to particular type of clubs. Um, he says touching wood, you know, if, hopefully. If it's any help, I'm, I'm pretty sure that that it's not Newcastle you've got to worry about with Ivan Toner. <laughs> yeah, well, OK. I was just using Newcastle. Is, I think you can, well. you can maybe look at like the top half of the Premier League. The teams in and around Ooh, Brentford might be a Rory MNC wow. at bbc.co.uk if you want to email Rory this evening. Chris? <laughs> <laughs> Billy, how important was, was that first win for Brentford? Because put my club Norwich City they got a terrible first game of the season Liverpool you know and, and Brentford getting an easier ride with uh, with Arsenal at home I mean that's and, and that win but it has been important hasn't it Billy well it has but I think it's easy for you to talk in retrospect okay so it's easy for you to say Arsenal are good in retrospect at the beginning of the season you had no idea what they're going to be like They've turned up. They've got. They've got. They've got players, you know, coming out their ears, you know, who are good players. So in principle, they should turn up on that first game of the season, and they should be smashing teams left, right, and centre. And I, I'll be honest with you, I didn't think we we're going to beat Arsenal. I thought if we're lucky, we might sneak a draw. But again, it's all part of the celebration, you know. It's our first game back, fans back in the stadium, you know. So I was just happy to go down there with my mates, be able to be on the terraces, singing for my team, and just see how we get on. It actually ended up being very different to that because um, obviously Brentford have got a very different mindset than me and the rest of our fans. But they were like going, we are going to win this game. We believe we're good enough to be in this game. And they were properly focused. The one thing I'd say is though, the fans were really focused as well. Because when we got in that stadium, 45 minutes before the start of that game, and normally I'll mean, I'd be walking in like two minutes before or two minutes after the kickoff. But I was there 45 minutes before, like the rest of the fans. My, my Thomas Frank was whipping us into a frenzy. So it was almost like the fans and the players, we were ready for that game. And I don't think Arsenal were ready for, for Brentford. They just weren't ready for it. You know, they walked in the stadium, tight stadium, noisy stadium. I mean, I heard a few of them complaining that we were, we were too noisy and, you know, and they weren't used to it because stadiums weren't as noisy last year. And all these rubbish excuses that I've heard. And I'm thinking, hold on a second. You're going to be a professional team that goes out there and is going to play football. You, you should be making all these excuses. So, so I think that. Uh, listen, you know, I've, I've, I, we, listen, we're, we're, we're doing all right. 
And I'm allowed to be excited about us doing all right at the moment now because I've been to Accrington Stanley and Grimsby and Notts County and Wrexham and all these places. That's where I've been travelling up and down the country to watch my football for years. So for me to be watching this now and seeing this, even if it only lasts for the seven games, you know, I'm still delighted. You know, I'm really, really happy. Man. We're, doing, we're doing all right. Have you seen anything at all to make you think that this isn't sustainable? Do you, do, uh, does it doesn't I'll, look like I'll it from be- the outside? No. I'm, 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 listen, as a football fan, you always try to not try not jinx it, you know. You get so superstitious, and you're, you're trying to pull this stuff out of me, so you could call me up next week, going, "Ah, there you go." Uh, no, <laughs> that depends if Mikey decides to allow back. Yeah, 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 Mikey the I'll at tell you, moment, Billy. One concern moment. I'd have, Billy, for oh. Brentford. One, and no, serious, and. and Billy, you spoke about the brand of football Brentford play, and, and they, you know, they do play out from the back. But Ivan Tony is so important to yeah. Brentford because you mix your game up so well. Yeah. You know, when it's on to go into to Ivan Tony, when teams are pressing him, you go bang into him, and he can hold yeah. it in, and, and Buemo plays off him superbly yeah. well. If you lose him, that's going to be for any period of time. That's going to be the problem I see for Brentford. It's He's got- such an important player. It is, but again, people said that about Ollie Watkins. People have said that about Malpe. It's like we, you know, we have the players, and then we get them in, and then we learn how to play with them, learn how them to be focal points part of our team. And it's the same thing, Ivan Tony. When Ivan Tony came in, you know, we were thinking, mm, is he going to be as good as Ollie? Like, you know. And then I saw them little graphs that they do, and I saw the things that he did, and I was thinking. He seems to do more things than Ollie does. And Brentford had this in mind from... T- I mean, we were meant to sign him the season before and we were meant to have actually Watkins and Ivan Tony in the team at the same time. But um, 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 D-Mac, you know, at, at Peterborough wouldn't let him go to us, actually, you know. So we didn't sign him in the, in the winter. So we actually ended up going for him for the summer. But could you imagine if we had Watkins and Ivan Tony in the side? So I think what I'm trying to say is that here... We know the type of players that we like and what we can't do in football. And I think this is a lot of things that football clubs do quite a lot. They are very traditional and they believe, right, this is how things run. And they've always and they, and they don't really think differently and out the box. So if they've got a player that's wicked, they think we'll hang on to him for whatever, whatever means. And they might hang on to him thinking that we're never going to get another player like that. The one refreshing thing about Brentford, again, if you speak to Phil Giles or, or, or Rasmus Ankerson, who are two directors of football, who, they come down the pub with us and do podcasts with us. If you check it out, BridalWest.London, they're wicked. And they'll tell you straight, listen, we we will get another player. We will get another player like him. We've got a bit more money in the pot now, so we've our pot's bigger. So they have got total confidence in what they're doing. And it takes... you. He was the one yeah. who said that there's not much of a, a gap between the bottom. Yeah, he did. Yeah, the, the bottom of the Premier Rasmus League did, and, yeah. and, and the and the top of the the, the Championship. Yeah, he, he, he said that. Yeah, he did when yeah, he, 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 he said the bottom of the Premier League. He said the bottom of the Premier League, the top of League One. Like, yeah. yeah, and it's but it's interesting because I know Michael, you don't necessarily agree with that, but I've I've actually seen I I actually do agree with that. Okay. The thing about it is that in the Premier League, what you can do, and the one thing that we've noticed is that because you've got this 150 million pound that comes in, bang, you can go in and you can buy a player who is, you know, who is a, you know, inverted commas, world class player, whatever team that you can uh, that you can get, who will, uh, like, you know, when Dia did for Aston Villa, like, you know, so you know, and 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 Brighton did to us at, 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 uh, earlier in the season, bang, 
ball on the edge of the area, bash, in the back of the net, which you don't see that as much in, in, in the championship. You do. So all of a sudden is that if you take your eye off the ball, we'll be concentrating for 88 minutes. We take our eye off the ball for a minute and you get these strikers who know how to put the ball in the back of the net because that's what they do. But you can't, you can't pull those strikers down to the championship unless they're grummy strikers because they won't do that. So that's the difference. But other than that, Playing the football, there's some there's some great teams in the and I love the championship. It's a great league, and there's some great teams in the championship there as well. And you can see that there, there is the gap between the two, between the the players, the teams who are not performing as well in the Premier League. So you've got you know the, the players, you've got their, their their body language, you know how they you've got all these kind of stuff rolled into one, and then you've got these teams at the championship who are banging it away at the top and scoring goals and they've got confidence and they've got some great players. So the, the gap between the two isn't as great as people think, you see. And that's why I think that teams, when they come up, if they have the right attitude, the thing about it is that I think you've got the right attitude, you've got to do the right things, you've got to think quite long-term. Renfield have been um, planning this season for about six seasons. They, they didn't do it last year or the year before. It's not like Fulham. Fulham come up, spend 150 million, doesn't work, they go down again. Brentford knew when we come up, this is what we're going to do. We can't do this in the championship as yet, but when we come up, we're going to buy a player of this calibre. So Aya, we've been tracking Aya for what, about five years? So as soon as we, as soon as we, as soon as we, we went up, bang, I was the first player that we bought, central defender. He's a Rolls-Royce of a defender. He's wicked. So we've got him in straight away. All of a sudden, what, that, what does that make us? Our defence is a lot tighter than it is before. We hardly let in any goals at the moment now. I'm saying that touch wood because we're playing Chelsea next. So, you know, this will probably be all out the window next game. But at the moment, you know. <laughs> uh, you might beat Chelsea, Billy. You don't know. We're going to have to move on. I've got to do Crystal Palace as well before uh, the, we're off at night. So thank you very much for coming on. Thanks for and we'll talk later in the season and we won't you, play man. this back to you going oh but you said this right <laughs> he'll still be positive right Billy Ricky, man. Right, nice one easy. thank you, you. Billy Grant for the Besotted Pod uh, on away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for McDonald's maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.